Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Clean Slate Podcast. I am your host, Daniel, and this is my other host, Carson. What's up, y'all? We are back with... (laughs) What's up, our Slaters? We (laughs) are back with a new movie review that we have for you. We're in the (laughs) middle of our 31 days of horror, Halloween nights, extravaganza. Um, Lots of pumpkins. Lots of pumpkins. Uh, guys, we are looking at our analytics, and you guys are... The, Popping off. The One, yeah, we are, we're getting a good amount of traction, but you guys like the weirdest movies that we've been reviewing. Like, what is our... What is, yeah. We have Bodies, Bodies, Bodies as our most listened to, which makes sense. But, that's yeah, our first one. Which makes sense, because that's our first episode. But <laughs> episode nine, the Charlie Brown episode, <laughs> is very popular. It's number two. Yeah, it's number two on our most listened to. Uh, so I don't understand. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely cool with it. But guys, let us Are we know just a Charlie what Brown podcast? you want us to review because we can't get a hold of what you guys like and what you don't like. Uh, I imagine it's slashers. Nobody <laughs> likes the thing. And the thing's doing pretty good. So we got another movie for you today. It is called Lights Out. Yeah, it has a 6.3 rating on IMDb. That's and slow. For the most part, yeah. I feel like this is a crowd pleaser. Yeah, it. Um, the weirdest part to me was the actual budget and gross and worldwide gross. It's, it's really weird because it this... I mean, did, I, I think it made its money back for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. But um, so the budget was almost $5 million. It was... Four million or four point nine, and then opening weekend yeah. immediately got twenty one million dollars, which is not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then the gross overall was sixty seven million dollars, but worldwide is where it gets crazy. Is a hundred and forty eight million dollars and made worldwide. Well, you know what? This director's not from America. Oh, really? He's from like Sweden or something. Oh, that makes sense. Let me see. So he probably had more of an international reach. And I know this was like produced by James Wan from Insidious and all kinds of horror film. Yeah, he's fame. I mean, he's he's a really well known um, his most recent. What is it? Malignant? That's his most recent James Wan's most recent film. Oh. Oh, but like David Sandberg well, and, though. And I guess Yeah, Sandberg, he's that was his this was his directorial debut. Oh, One of my film classes, we actually watched the short film version of this yeah which came out first and in it 2013 was, it was kind of given as an example of making something super simple mm-hmm. that can just pop off and it was trending on social media it was like so i feel like that probably played into the the hype release of the actual film you know like mm-hmm. the hype from that but he went on to do um like shazam yeah so he's he did he's shazam he did annabelle a creation good movie, Annabelle creation not is good. not a good movie, <laughs> but um, the Annabelle movies are mid. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they they were never really good. But yeah, let's talk about that for a second. The lights out, like just teaser tester thing. I remember seeing that when I was on Twitter one day, and um, I was like, oh, you saw it sc- when it was getting hyped up. Yeah, like so I That's cool. I was scrolling through and I just saw this and I was like, oh, okay, let me check this out, dude. It was like probably one in the morning when I saw it and I jumped and threw my phone <laughs> so far across my room. I believe it. Because it's scary. It's one of the, it's a really good horror short. It's like, yeah, it explains everything you need to know 
and it has a that fun ending where you're like, oh crap, and then it's over. And <laughs> yeah. that's perfect, really. You want to read the log line? I oh don't, yeah, I don't think we've done that yet. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, I was just yeah, gonna say sorry, this movie guys. like does not disappoint. It is really good, and I think it's a great kind of build on to that well, short. And on that note, I thought it was gonna be bad. Yeah, me too. I don't know why, because it looks bad from the trailer to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Did and you not I've see the heard review? Bad things from friends, and I didn't. I don't read reviews like that. I mean, I do, but I only just read certain critics that I like. Okay. Um, and some of them didn't like it, so I was like, interesting. But then when I watched it, I'm like, yeah, this is really enjoyable, and it's not like high. I actually do have one problem with it. We'll get into. I think we're gonna have to talk about it at the end because it spoils a little bit. But okay, it okay. was really fun, and it, it's a tight film too. Like everything is paced perfectly, Did and you, that tension is built really well. It was this your first time watching it? This is my first time watching it. Yeah, oh, I thought it was really good. I really like the creature too, Diane. <laughs> okay, let's read this logline. Rebecca must unlock the terror behind her little brother's experience that once tested her sanity bringing her face-to-face with a supernatural spirit attached to their mother. Ooh, Diane. Diane They should have is... named it... Um, <laughs> they should have named it Karen. <laughs> we're, we're like a, a few months away from a Karen horror film coming out. Guaranteed. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. If not, we should make it. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> a Karen horror film? <laughs> yeah. No, so I really liked it, actually. Um, once it got going, too. Well, actually, honestly, right from the beginning, that first little, like, kill, basically, I was hooked. I was like, oh, I want to see oh, what happens. Oh, at the very beginning? I want to know what this creature looks like. And you don't really see Diane that much, but when you see glimpses, you're like, what the frick? Yeah. And, yeah, literally right from the beginning, I was sold, so. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm looking at the actual actress that plays Diane, and uh-huh. the girl that plays it is Alicia Vela Bailey. Alicia Vela Bailey, and um, uh-huh. she is like this crazy stunt double. She did stunts in um the Avatar movie and the new one, Way of the Water. Oh wow! She was in wow. um the Purge, the very first Purge. She's a stunt double in Divergent. And also, she has a good physicality for this. She's been in all these different things, which is crazy because you got to think like she's got to be making her money because she's also been in Future Man, Underworld, Agents of Shield, like all of this. She's doing a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're kind of like unsung heroes of Hollywood, to be honest. Yeah. Stunt doubles for sure. But they're also the first. They like literally put their life on the line. Yeah. I've heard of so many different like like horror stories of someone who like has broken their back on set and literally the entire like studio oh, has yeah. just like people have died. Them. Yeah, people have died off more often than not. This movie is really good. I was thoroughly surprised by the reviews and how well it did, and also how scary it did. But this plays how a scary it did. how scary it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like the original. <laughs> shut up. But this, you know, kind of goes back into what we were talking to when we were recording the Blair Witch Project, was that the less you see, yeah. the more scarier it is. For sure. And the thing about, like, this movie is you don't really ever see Diane. You do see Diane, but no. you don't. Like, her outline, maybe. Yeah, but that's times. what's the scariest thing, is, like, you just see this, like, skinny, decrepit, like... Lanky. Yeah, cr- 
like creature with like this horrible looking hair that you can tell and then all she it has reminds is me eyes. she reminds me of like what have you ever had sleep paralysis oh yeah she's like a walking sleep paralysis demon basically <laughs> that's pretty much pretty much especially it. when she does that thing where she's scratching on the floor writing oh, her name yeah yeah like at the foot of that uh the main girl's bed that freaked me out because i'm like because i've had sleep paralysis before yeah um it's kind of i really only had but... it like once or twice <laughs> It's scary. I yeah, it. it's a it's it was a rare occurrence for me, but it reminded me of that, and it it's terrifying. That's that actually brings it brings me to a good point. I was gonna make that okay. the sound design on this movie is ridiculous. Oh, like, yeah, every kind of like there are some jump scares, and sometimes jump scares are but really they're not, obnoxious. They're not egregious. Yeah this this one doesn't do horribly bad with the jump scares like Descent does. Descent kind of has. An obnoxious Descent amount of jump scares. went hard on the jump scares. Right. And honestly, James Wan was the producer, and a lot of his films have really he some was gnarly jump scares. Yeah, he produced this. Oh, on he's on the only this. reason this movie got made. Yeah, not Descent. I'm just saying, like some of his films mm. have a lot of jump scares that kind of annoy me. Yeah, but this wasn't like annoying to right. me. It felt appropriate. The thing the that part. gets you though is like the clarity of all the sound effects that are happening. So like yeah. what you just said was the scratching in the wood floor. Like you just hear it and it's so loud and it's so clear. It's like you can hear every single like part of the wood being scratched by the nail and it's just so like meticulous and you're like, oh, and then. It, make, it makes you scared. <laughs> yeah, it does because you're like, if you heard that in the middle of the night when you're laying on your you know, oh, yeah. in bed. I'd, I'd be out. I'd be out nope. the window. Yeah, no way. And um. <laughs> And then the other one was the doorknob when, cause it's an older house that they have. So they have like these hardcore metal and hardcore wooden doors and doorknobs. Yeah. Um, but like you, you, you hear it start to like rattle a little bit and then shake a little bit more and then just like start shaking the whole thing. And it's like loud, mm. but it just like, that's well, you what, know what gets else you. was kind of impressive to me is technically I would say most of this movie takes place during the day, but it's when you're in the house, they have like, she has blackout sheets or um, curtains mm. and all this stuff like that. And when it's all the dark corners of your room, it's not about the dark corners of the outdoors. Yeah. It's about like, you know, you, you know, the laundry basket in your corner of the room that looks like a man at 2 a.m. Like put into a movie. And I think it plays off of reality in a fun way because of that. Right, and one thing that I did love about this movie too with Sandberg, and you know me, is practical effects, is that he really wanted oh, yeah. to focus on practical effects the entire thing, like with minimal CGI. And you can tell there's, I think the I, only is there CGI, even any CGI. Yeah, there is <laughs> the you gun, can, the eyes, and then the gun, sh the things like the gun looks fine though. Well, so the whole thing about Diane is that she's only in the dark, and so yeah, the, um, but the light hurts her. Exactly. So anytime she like was somebody tried to shoot at her, she would disappear because of the flash of the gun. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Exactly. And so every time someone tried to shoot, she would just disappear and keep disappearing because that's light and she goes away in the light. Yeah. It's really, that was pretty good CGI because of how minimal it was. I mean, they're just erasing a black figure, mm. but I, I really appreciate when, you especially know. in horror films, when you use practical effects. Yeah, I think horror films typically do better when they're focusing on practical effects. That seems like kind of like a weird tradition for the genre almost. But something I came across when I was researching after watching the movie 
yep. was that he really wanted to play with all the different sources of light that could affect the situation with Diana. So you see all these scenes with the cell phone light, a flashlight, the candle, the muzzle flash. So there's a lot of interesting ways where they use light. Oh, is her name Diana? I kept saying Diane. Uh, They're like the same name. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Sorry, Dianes and Dianas out there. I I think it's Diane. (laughs) No, it's Diana. Whoops. (laughs) Whoops, but you just said Diana right now. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I did. I don't even know what I'm saying. I could be saying a whole other name even. (laughs) Fun fact, too. The girl who plays Diana was actually Teresa Palmer's stunt double in I Am Number 4. No. So it's horrible. But they kept Alicia, who plays Diana, away from Teresa because, you know, it would have taken the authenticity out of it because of um, her obviously knowing who the creature was or who that who the entity yeah. was. Um, but it, that was just kind of funny because that's it's a like, theme we've come across in our movies here. What? Oh, the, that they keep keeping people? the villain away from the heroes, I guess. Right. So my my only issue with it, like I loved this movie, I really enjoyed it. Okay. But thematically, I have some problems. Okay. It seems to me, and I I I read about this, so this isn't just me saying this. I'm not the only one who thinks this. But the theme of the movie has to kind of deal with depression in a lot of ways, and mm. Diana's almost like an embodiment of that. Okay. And so, spoiler alerts for the ending of the film. Come back after you watch it if you want to hear this. But she essentially kills herself at the end to yep. kill the depression monster. And I don't know if that is a great answer to that problem. And In fact, it's not a good answer to that problem. And so I'm like, I don't think the director meant that. So I was doing some research, and he did an interview because other people were saying this, like, hey, this is kind of a problem. And he was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. Originally, the script that we wrote was a little bit more art house where it was dealing with depression. And I just left that stuff in and made it more for everybody to watch. Hmm. And now it doesn't make sense. Like, he acknowledges that they're supposedly going to make a sequel and he wants to address it in the sequel. But yeah, it just bothered me. Especially when you watch films like, uh, like hereditary where they deal with some of these issues in a way that I think explores the themes better. Yeah. But I don't know. That's, that was my only little problem. It was more thematic than the quality of the film, I guess, or maybe more analytical. Yeah. I guess I don't know enough on it, but I don't want that to be the case, obviously, because I think I just don't want that to be <laughs> just an outright like, hey, this is a theme in my movie. <laughs> Suicide is de- cause cures your depression. But I mean, you also. Well, no, I don't think he meant to say that suicide causes your depression. I think that cures. was a mistake on his part. Right. Or yeah, cures your depression. Yeah. I don't think that was intentional, but the theme of depression was intentional. Yeah, I mean, the theme of depression is literally in every single horror movie. I mean, the kid's dad dies at the beginning of the movie, and then his mom dies. It's like the theme of depression is yeah. in every single horror movie. It, it was in the Blair Witch Project. But this was like, it seemed like it was like one of the main intentions. Yeah. All right, guys. So 
Daniel and I do disagree on the themes, but I think there is some stuff to be explored there. And I do recommend this movie. So again, thank you guys for listening to the show. I think if you're wearing headphones right now, please um, rate us five stars if you're wearing headphones. And if you're wearing shoes, give us five stars. Uh, On Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you may be listening, thank you for all the support, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. That's a clean slate.